there is an abundance of capital that's locked up in retirement accounts. Over $25 trillion is sitting there in retirement accounts. That's greater than the U.S. national debt. Best ever listeners, before we jump into today's episode, got two questions for you. And this is for my fix and flippers out there. One, are your financing costs eating away your bottom line? And two, are you looking for a way to increase your overall profits by reducing your loan payments to the bank or private lender? Of course you are, right? You're always looking to maximize the potential of your deal. So here's a solution. We got a solution for you through the crowdfunding platform, Patch of Land. If you're a loyal Best Ever listener, you know Patch of Lands. They've been on the show many times. They've sponsored the show many times. They're back for more because they love you. They want to help you out. They want to add value to your life. And here's how they're going to do it. They have a solution to your financing issue of financing costs eating away from your bottom line. And they want to help you reduce your loan payments to the bank. So here we go. Patch of Land offers a fix and flip loan program that only charges interest on the funds that have been dispersed as opposed to the traditional model of lenders charging interest on the whole loan amount at the beginning. You save a lot of money this way, and it can be misleading when you get your terms quoted to you by the lender at a particular rate if they charge all the interest up front versus upon distributions. Patch of Land's got a document that you've got to check out if you're a fix and flipper to educate yourself on questions you should ask the lender. Regardless if you go with Patch of Land, you've got to get this document to educate yourself on the questions to ask your lender to make sure you're getting the best financing terms. The document's at patchofland.com forward slash Joe Fairless. That's patchofland.com forward slash Joe Fairless. Patch of Land, they can close in as little as seven days and they can help you through this program save thousands of dollars on your deals, make more money, and uh, have a better business and grow your fix and flip business. So go to patchofland.com forward slash Joe Fairless. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any fluff with us today. Bernard Reese. How you doing, Bernard? Doing great. Great to be with you, Joe. And with all the best ever listeners. Yeah, we don't want to forget about them too. You're right. Yeah. Welcome, best ever listeners. And welcome, Bernard. Welcome, everyone. And first, Bernard, we've got to tell the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background because it's definitely relevant for our topic at hand. And your background a little bit is Bernard is a CPA and principal of Reesher Financial and combines tax, financial, and investment expertise. Basically, he's an expert on self-directed IRAs and the compliance and usage of those self-directed IRAs and solo 401ks for real estate investing and lending. He's based in New York City, New York. His website, which is in the show notes, is 401kcheckbook.com. We're going to talk about self-directed IRAs and compliance responsibilities. So if you have a self-directed IRA or are curious about self-directed IRAs and you know a little bit about it, well, perhaps we're going to educate you and me on some compliance factors that we need to be aware of. So with that being said, Bernard, do you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Absolutely. My background is CPA. I've been involved in consulting. I've worked with some of the country's largest corporations, Fortune 500 companies, and with individual investors. And with that experience, 
I've learned a lot about investing, tax, and finance, and have seen that investors and individuals can really benefit by being put in the driver's seat, by taking control of their own finances rather than being sold to. There's a lot that people don't see, and through self-directed accounts and real estate, they can dictate their own futures. Amen. So with self-directed IRAs, real quick, let's not assume everyone knows what it is. So can you quickly define it? I think 95% of people listening do, but can you quickly just give us an overview of that and solo 401ks? Absolutely. These retirement accounts, contrary to what Wall Street leads us to believe, can be invested in nearly any asset. So the tax code doesn't define what you can or can't invest in your retirement accounts. The tax code outlines the few things that you can't, and those are collectibles and life insurance for IRAs. Other than that, for your 401k defined benefit IRA, if you can imagine it, you can invest in it. And practically the most popular investment for self-directed retirement accounts are real estate and some other angle on real estate, be that tax liens or private lending. There are so many ways to get into real estate and to leverage real estate in retirement accounts that there's a way for everybody to get involved. How are the profits taxed when you make money on a deal after you invest with a self-directed IRA? Okay, so there are a couple of stages to analyzing that. Some of that relates to all IRAs and some of that is unique to self-directed IRAs or IRA LLCs and solo 401ks. In general, with IRA taxation and 401k taxation, there are two routes. There's what we call traditional contributions, and then there are Roth contributions. So with traditional contributions, you get a tax deduction for all the money that flows into your account. Everything grows tax deferred, but at some point, usually around age 70, those funds have to start being distributed from the account and then it's taxed as ordinary income. So you get the power of 50, 40, 30, 20 years of tax deferral and upfront tax deduction, but there is ultimately taxation. The other approach is the Roth approach. With a Roth approach, there's no current tax deduction for putting the funds in, but subsequently all gains come out completely tax-free. So you've got great deals, you've got things that have the potential for high appreciation, you want a Roth because Mm -hmm. everything will be completely tax-free. Yeah. So the other scenario would be if you think you're going to be making more money at age 70 than today, you'd want to do Roth, correct? Absolutely. Because if you're in a higher income tax bracket, then you want to get all the Roth funds out completely tax-free. That's exactly it. What are some common questions that you get from your clients who ask about self-directed IRAs and doing a solo 401k? One of the most common issues that comes up relates to self-dealing. So while it's really, really exciting to be able to invest tax-free in real estate, there are certain limitations. And one of the things that we like to make clear at the outset is that you can buy real estate with your retirement plan, but you can't buy real estate from yourself or from your spouse or from a child or parent. So the IRS has set this up to try to keep your present self from benefiting and restricting the benefit to your future self. Mm. So you can buy real estate, but you've got to be aware 
of those restrictions. And that, I think, is a very, very common issue that comes up the first few minutes of every conversation. What's a use case where someone would be doing it incorrectly? Somebody may have a property that they see is profitable and there's appreciation, and they get excited about moving that into a retirement plan and having that tax-free. And that's one of the things that gets people excited, which unfortunately cannot be done. You've got to buy the property with your retirement account in the first place. Ah, okay. If the property is owned by your retirement account, then that is either tax-deferred or it's taxed immediately and then not taxed on the exit, depending on either traditional or Roth. That's exactly it. Okay. What's another question that you get? There's another common question relates to people that want to invest in the type of real estate that involves more than long-term buy and hold and flips. They want to invest in hotel kind of properties. And that brings up an issue related to something called UBIT, unrelated business income tax. And this, I'd say, relates to the tax question that we spoke about a few moments ago. Retirement accounts are tax-free. But occasionally, you could inadvertently engage in a transaction that can result in tax within the IRA. And that kind of tax is something called UBIT. And Congress enacted that to keep tax-free accounts from having an unfair competitive advantage over other active businesses. I'm having trouble following you on this one. So you give it an example? Absolutely. When you get engaged in something that's active business and it's ongoing and continuous, Congress enacted a tax on tax-free accounts. And that would apply potentially on flipping real estate. So if you engage in lots of flips inside your retirement account, that is potentially results in taxable income to the retirement account. Another example would be the hotel scenario we described where you're going beyond providing the traditional landlording services and providing room services and things of that nature. And the IRS says, that's not an investment business. That's an active business. Uh, okay. Do you have to be passive? You certainly do not have to be passive. On the contrary, there are great deals that are available even after the tax. And I think this is a great segue into some of the great benefits of self-directed retirement accounts. Why would you use your retirement account for real estate? So the benefit is many depending on each investor's stage in their real estate investing career. So for some that are experienced and they've got their team in place, they've got their investment strategy, they're going to do better in real estate, their returns are great, and they identify great deals that they should be deploying all their capital in real estate. As much as they can get into it, that's what they should do because they'll do better there than anywhere else. So even after these taxes, they'll still do better in their IRA, putting their IRA into real estate than to having it in the traditional space. And I just want to close the loop in my mind on the unrelated business income tax. You mentioned flips and the hotel scenario. Let's just go with the flip scenario. If you have an LLC that has, say, 100000 and you flip a house and then you take the profits and you keep it in that same LLC that's through your self-directed IRA and you just keep flipping houses, say you do, I don't know, one a month, then that would be a red flag? It's not a red flag. Actually, it's perfectly legal, but there would be an income tax to pay. 
and it wouldn't be income tax of the individual that has the IRA, but the IRA would get its own EIN and would file its own income tax return to pay taxes on that income. Okay, because it's more of a business versus an investment. Exactly. It seems like that would be gray area for if it's a business or an investment. Very gray area, very murky. There's really nothing in the tax law that outlines what the guidelines are for when something crosses a threshold to an active business. There was a tax case, went to tax court, in which there were nine flips done in a retirement account in a year, and there was no assessment of UDFI. There was no assessment of such tax. That doesn't establish a precedent, but that just shows us that it's really gray, and you could potentially go up to quite a few flips without incurring the tax. Okay, now going back to the benefits, the first thing you mentioned is if you're good at real estate, you might as well put more money into real estate to make you more money, and that will likely outweigh the taxes you'll pay. What are other benefits? That's for the experienced investor. For many people that are just getting started, real estate provides an opportunity that's not available in traditional markets. Traditional markets are fairly efficient. There's something called efficient market hypothesis. You're not going to build incredible wealth in the stock market, and you're going to have to deal with the volatility. Real estate can be an inefficient market. There are opportunities there that can be life-changing for people that get into the game with the proper team. And the question is, though, how do you get in? Where is your capital? Real estate requires some sort of capital. And IRA, LLCs, and solo 401ks provide that entry point. There are people who have capital tied up in retirement accounts that aren't doing much. They can use that capital to make their initial foray into real estate. They can leverage the IRAs of other folks, of friends and family that are not disqualified persons to get funding for deals. Beyond that, they can become private lenders. If you'd like to get into real estate and you know somebody that's successful and is active in real estate and you want to get his guidance, you can say, I've got an IRA. Uh, we'll lend these money on your deals. And this way you can get your feet wet and learn about real estate and get into the game, which is really the only investment opportunity that can be really that life-changing. You just can't lend to your family? That is, again, tax code. <laughs> so you can't lend to what the tax code calls disqualified persons. Mm-hmm. And there are lots of family members that are disqualified, and there are lots of family members that are not disqualified. So the list of disqualified family members would be a spouse, children, and the spouses of children, and parents. Spouses of parents are not disqualified, meaning somebody that's not a biological parent and married one of your biological parents. Siblings are not disqualified. Friends are not disqualified. Boyfriends and girlfriends and domestic partners are not disqualified. Nephews and nieces, in-laws. So the list of people that are related that are not disqualified persons is pretty broad. Is checkbook IRA another way of saying self-directed IRA? Definitely not. Checkbook IRA is an exciting way to take self-directed IRAs to the next level, to make them really, really flexible and really, really cost-efficient. When we talk about a regular self-directed IRA, we're talking about an IRA that sits at a custodian. The custodian controls the funds. Every single transaction, every single document has to be processed by the IRA custodian. So that can take time. That incurs fees. 
each time you've got a deal that you're pursuing and you need to get that deal before somebody else does, which happens in real estate all the time, particularly at looking at REOs, sheriff sales. You've got to be nimble and move quickly. Having it at a custodian could be an obstacle. The checkbook IRA is a very creative workaround that puts you in total control of the funds. To get a checkbook IRA involves setting up an entity that's held by the custodian. So we usually use an LLC. All the funds move into that LLC. That LLC has a bank account over which the IRA owner has signature control. So it can be run like a regular business. Is that clear? That is clear. What type of liability do you open yourself up to as the owner of the checkbook IRA versus having a third party handle all of the stuff for you? The potential of engaging in a prohibited transaction increases. You've got total control. And when you have those funds, you want to make sure you don't accidentally use the money in that bank account to buy groceries. You don't want to use that for any personal funds. It's got to be clear that those are IRA funds to be used for investment purposes only. Don't accidentally or inadvertently use them for yourself. How come retirement accounts are called tax-free when, in fact, you get taxed either on the entrance or on the exit? There is a tax deferral, and our Roth IRAs would say are tax-free on the earnings. So we say tax deferral among us financial professionals. We immediately know what that means. To most of the people out there that are not CPAs, the term deferral would throw them off. But it's a way of saying that there are incredible tax benefits to using these accounts. So it's not accurate because it's not actually tax-free. Yes. A traditional IRA is going to be taxed on the way out. It's tax deferral. Roth IRAs are tax-free on all the profits and gains. But the money that goes into it is not tax-free. Right. In some form or fashion, you're getting taxed in any of these accounts. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Because I always say as a multifamily syndicator, our investments are tax deferred. And then if I hear not an investor, but a tax person say their investments are tax free, I just was always wondering that question. So they're all tax deferred. They're all tax advantage. That's a term I try to okay. use, tax advantage. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because the terminology might be a little bit different depending on which one. What is your best real estate investing advice ever for investors as it relates to your background and your expertise? I'd say real estate is something you've got to get into. You've got to get an angle. You've got to associate yourself with real estate pros in your neighborhood, and you've got to take that leap. And you've got to access the capital that you have available to you, and there is an abundance of capital that's locked up in retirement accounts. Over $25 trillion is sitting there in retirement accounts. That's greater than the U.S. national debt, which may change before we get off this phone call. <laughs> but there's just so much power locked up in there, and you should use that to get into the market. Ready for the best ever lightning round? Let's go for it. All right, let's do it. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Today's sponsor, Patch of Land, has got the document for you that you've got to check out if you're a fix and flipper. They show you how a higher interest rate can actually deliver a lower cost to your fix and flip loan and conversely, how a lower interest rate could deliver a higher cost to your fix and flip loan. Needless to say, you got to know this stuff to identify the best loan terms. Go to 
patchofland.com forward slash Joe Fairless. Get this document, patchofland.com forward slash Joe Fairless. Ready to enter the minds of successful entrepreneurs and millionaires? Are you ready to excel in your entrepreneurial and investing journey? The new podcast, Before the Millions, studies phenomenal entrepreneurs and their path to millions. Journey through exclusive interviews, giving you all the secrets to mimic their successes. Listen and subscribe to Before the Millions podcast at beforethemillions.com. That's beforethemillions.com. Best ever book you've read? Fishing for Fools. That's by George Akerlof, Nobel Prize winners. And they kind of go out and explain how there are so many places in the financial markets that we are being taken advantage of. And you've got to be aware and cognizant of that and look out for yourself. Best ever resource other than that book that we can be educated on self-directed IRAs, solo 401ks, checkbook IRAs, things like that. That's a good one. I'd say we try to put up on our website a wealth of information and we're always refreshing it. We put links to the tax code. We go down deep into details and we're always refreshing that information with new angles and new ways to go about it. And there's a link to that in the show notes page. I didn't expect to give you a layup, but hey, you, I'm on your site and you do have a bunch of good stuff. So we'll, we'll go with that. What is a mistake you've seen one of your clients make as it relates to your area of expertise? I'll give you more than one answer if I may, because I really, really want the best ever listeners to be aware of this. When you've got an IRA LLC, you may go to Home Depot, you may go to a store and they'll offer you a credit card. Don't take it. That can be a prohibited transaction because you're taking personally guaranteeing the liabilities of your IRA. Mm, that's a good one. You say you had another? The other would be when opening your IRA LLC account, I discourage funding the account with personal funds that could potentially be interpreted as a prohibited transaction. Oftentimes you go to a bank and you open the account for your IRA, LLC, or your solo 401k, and the banker says, okay, you've got to put some money into the account. Mm-hmm. So you've got to tell them, we're going to move the money from my custodian. It's coming over. I don't want to put personal funds in here. Mm-hmm. And we, as part of our services, we deal with the bankers, and we iron that out. That's great. Those got to be two common mistakes that come up because those are kind of spur-of-the-moment types of decisions people need to make versus a decision where they're in front of their computer emailing or can call. These are in the moment type of things. Yeah, that's it. And we got to be there for our clients to make sure these happen and preempt that before they occur. Mm-hmm. Best ever way the best ever listeners can get in touch with you. Best way to get in touch with me is direct email bernard at com. That's B-E-R-N-A-R-D at R-E-S-U-R-E financial.com. We'd love to hear from all the best ever listeners and help everybody out and assist them in getting control. Well, thank you for being on the show. I've done many interviews about this subject. You've taught me some things that I haven't learned in other conversations. So I'm grateful for that. And I know the best ever listeners are as well. Some things we can't do. The last two things you mentioned, that is don't take a credit card out at Home Depot or wherever because you'll be personally guaranteeing against that and it might be considered prohibitive transaction. And also when you open up an account with your LLC at a bank, don't personally fund it. Again, prohibited transaction or it might be considered that. And then some limitations and some benefits as well, which we talked about. So thanks for being on the show. Hope you have the best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. 
Joe, thank you for having me, and thank you to all the best ever listeners for listening, and I look forward to being in touch. Ready to enter the minds of successful entrepreneurs and millionaires? Are you ready to excel in your entrepreneurial and investing journey? The new podcast, Before the Millions, studies phenomenal entrepreneurs and their path to millions. Journey through exclusive interviews, giving you all the secrets to mimic their successes. Listen and subscribe to Before the Millions podcast at beforethemillions.com. That's beforethemillions.com.